Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames, brought to you by Built Bar. I am so um, excited for this week because it appears that we have some flames back on the ice, and we also have positive news about uh, David Riddick on top of some uh, good news <laughs> just regarding really Calgary opening up as a whole and hockey starting and <laughs> I kind of just wanted to talk about my experience as a journalist as well in this episode because I think it's important for all of us to go after what we want even if we're not necessarily sure that that's what we want right after we leave high school or even really when we're in college or after college. So again, uh, thank you for tuning in and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. I am very thankful for all of the new followers over on Twitter and we can say thanks to Calgary Trade Central for just shouting out the show and really promoting us. It's so lovely, and I love the support. And like I've said from the start, Calgary has been so welcoming. And I've met a few fans, I mean, not like in person, but I've talked to a few fans on the internet so far, and I am determined to throw myself into the Calgary fan base and the Calgary media when, like, wherever their hub city is, I'm going, and I will make sure to provide the best content that I can for y'all and just <laughs> do what I can. But uh, before we get started, I did just want to talk about Built Bar for a moment. Uh, Built Bar is obviously one of our amazing sponsors who, who whose product is different. You know, a lot of people have sponsors for um, different video games or computer apps um, or skill building programs, VPNs, things like that. But Built Bar is something tangible. And I love Built Bar because of the taste and how genuine the company is as a whole. I was very confused when I got um, a box of Built Bar at my doorstep and I was like, what is this goodness? I was scared to eat it at first because I didn't know where it came from, but the customer service was wonderful. And um, once I figured that all out, <laughs> I dove right in and had a raspberry chocolate bar. And my goodness, 10 grams of protein and a whole lot less sugar than any candy bar I've had with that same candy bar taste. It's one of my favorites um, just to grab on the go. Where I work, I get a 15-minute break, so it's, you know, a quick little power snack halfway through my shift to keep me going, and I love it. And you can use promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for $10 off of your first order, and I would love to hear if you try it out. And uh, again, that's promo code LOCKEDON on BuiltBar.com. So thank you guys. Um, I thought that we could go through Twitter together and talk about, you know, what, what's been happening? What's, 
what's going on in the Calgary world? So, again, this is just, this is really exciting stuff because phase two is starting in Alberta, uh, or stage two, y'all call it stages, we call it phase here in where I am, but uh, stage two of Alberta relaunch starts on Friday, June 12th, one week earlier than planned, so that's different than the guidelines hockey is following, but um, earlier in the week, Kristen Anderson tweeted about um, the um, the Flames not starting er like earlier this week because they want to really make sure they have the proper precautions on hand and you know they're not taking any risks here. Also, if my voice sounds off, it's because we are coated in pollen right now, and I just realized like how how like froggy my throat sounds. But anyways, uh, uh, Luch is back to brunette. I think that that is very big breaking news. <laughs> um, Dustin Wolf was also named goaltender of the year. Um, you know, we talked about that, and he's, I'm so excited to see him as a prospect and just see where things go with him. I know that, um, you know, it's hard to, you can't put, put too much stock into prospects, especially at the age of 18 or 19. And, you know, kind of got to let it play out. But I'm very excited for him. Um, Flames goalie coach Jordan Sigalet. Sigalet. I don't know. Sigale, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, David Riddick um, is 100% and recovered from the elbow injury he was dealing with prior to the pause. He says it was nothing serious, just something nagging. Riddick had said he was dealing with bruising and stretched tendons. That that can't be fun. I mean, earlier today I cracked my uh <laughs> I cracked my elbow and I was like, "Ow, that really hurts." <laughs> but I am very excited to have him back and I think it'll be super cool to um you know, see him back in action and you know, Cam Talbot has been such a a pivotal, um, not pivotal, oh my god, such a, <laughs> a critical part of this team and their success. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Riddick get back in the net and really, really find his groove again. Also, Mark Giordano has been named Flames nominee for the Bill Masterson Trophy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Masterson Trophy is uh, awarded given to the player who shows um, the most, um, oh my goodness, like perseverance and making a comeback from something. So, you know, I'm very happy to see Mark grab that. Let's see. I am just scrolling through Pat Steinberg's Twitter right now. And it looks like the Flames are maybe trying to hold... Um, their training camp in the U.S. Nothing makes sense to me, to be quite honest, because 
the U.S.-Canadian border is closed to all non-essential travel until the end of June. (laughs) And, like, it feels weird, like, trying to mix, like, actual facts, like, non-sports facts in with hockey. I don't know. Just, like, doesn't feel like they should go together really well. I feel like I should just be talking about stats. But I don't know. I just feel like I... I don't know. I I don't know what we're doing anymore. I am just happy to have hockey back on the ice and to see um Oh. I don't know. I'm just so excited for for playoff hockey and I think it'll be really cool as we get further down the line and we see where these hub cities are and Yeah, so before I dive on into my sports journalism revelation, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. All right. Hello, everyone. So, (laughs) like I said before, I really want to talk about the non-traditional path and just kind of how I got with, I got here and specifically <laughs> with Locked On Flames. Uh, so growing up, I used to write a lot. My notebooks, I'm pretty sure my mom still has some of them, not all of them, but uh, they were fi- filled with poems, stories, songs, because I thought I was going to be the next Taylor Swift. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of, like, creative nonsense. I loved writing. I loved telling stories. I could listen to my dad tell stories about sports for hours on end. I grew up going on road trips every summer to different baseball cities and, you know, when Bruins tickets didn't cost an arm and a leg, my dad would take my brother and I as a special Christmas present and there is a lot of sports history in my family. My papa was drafted by the Yankees. Uh, he didn't sign a contract because he didn't want to leave his girlfriend, who would eventually go on to be his wife. He had dinner with Babe Ruth, and that's how he found out he was allergic to clams because, like a good Catholic boy, he didn't eat um Oh my goodness, I can't he couldn't he didn't eat meat on Fridays during Lent and it I believe it was Good Friday, so he had clam chowder and he had an awful allergic reaction and he passed that down to me. My dad was a very good bowler, my uh football player, baseball player. He refed hockey. Um he used to oh my god, him and my uncle used to run the out of town or out of market scores up to the press box because this was before they had you know that technology where they could have it all at once all in one place but um my my mom wasn't athletic at all but it's mainly my dad's side of the family but I I just grew up listening to stories being told about sports and how, like, sports 
were so important to me. And so was writing. Writing was so therapeutic. And as I grew up and dealt with depression and anxiety, I found myself writing a lot more. And I also found myself watching sports a lot more. I didn't really think of combining the two at all because I'd always figured that nobody cares about a woman's opinion when it comes to sports. Like, she shouldn't be interjecting herself. And a lot of that kind of came from what I heard growing up and not necessarily from my parents, but just other people. And it was just a very... um, It was very... Uh, taboo for me to even think about writing about sports. You know, I would talk about it. I would try to talk about it with the boys at school because I, I loved sports. I loved baseball. I loved watching golf on Sundays. I loved watching the Bruins. But it just, like, my opinion didn't hold any weight. So, um, I was working. So, I actually, rewind. I had gone to college for a semester Um, went for a week of my second semester, withdrew from all my classes and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I have zero idea. So my mom was like, you need to get a job. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Like, you need to find something to do. You can't just sit at home until you figure out what you want to be. So I worked a few restaurant jobs, Absolutely hated it. Uh, Was not for me. I love people, but not in the customer service type of way. I can't do that fake smile from open to close. It does not work. Um, So eventually I left and went to retail. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, as if that was any better. (laughs) But I ended up meeting really a few really important people in my life. And... um, There was a girl named Alex who really reignited my love for the Bruins. Her um, her mom was a huge is a huge Tuca Rask fan, has a signed Tuca jersey and everything. And um, Alex actually passed earlier this year, and it's very hard for me to even like think about. So (laughs) sorry, but um, she was. We'd always talked about going to a Bruins game together and things like that. But, um, and then there was another woman named Linda who told me, she was like, Jesse, you need to just like combine your love for writing and sports. Like, you just need to do it. So, after months of putting it off, I was like, I don't know what to write about. Nobody wants to hear from me. Like, this isn't, like, I don't know what to talk about. So, one day I decided to blog. <laughs> about uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins accepting Donald Trump's invite to the White House. The same weekend, he called uh, NFL players who uh, took a knee during the National Anthem, uh, son of a beaches. So keeping it kid-friendly on this podcast. So I did it, and I remember, like, freaking out. I was like, I'm going to get torn apart by hockey Twitter, like, I don't, I don't know why I thought that, because as if anybody was going to read this stupid thing or gave a crap about my opinion. But um, that kind of, that's kind of what sparked it. And people were like, oh, like, this is good. And, you know, I eventually started blogging more. And 
as time went on, I got more comfortable and joined publications. And I found myself and I found what I stood for. And I did go back to college and I did get my associate's degree. Um, and it's been a really fun journey because I've been credentialed. I've gone to minor league games and talked with prospects, talked with coaches, other media members. And <laughs> one night I tweeted, I said, I really wish I could host um, a locked on MLB or locked on NHL podcast or something like that. And our lovely program director, Sean, messaged me on Twitter and was like, hey, I saw your tweet. What do you think about covering the Flames or the Blue Jackets? And I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. So that's how I ended up here. So thank you, Sean. And, um, you know, I think that it's very important to know. Like, I'm 24 years old. I'm going to be 25 at the end of the year. And um, I... I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I don't. I love talking about sports. I think that it's one of those things that I would love to turn into a job. But I also know that, like, if I want to raise a family and have kids and have stability in my life, I don't, I don't think that this is realistic for me. But I genuinely love talking about the flames i think it's so cool that you guys have welcomed me with open arms and you know i see our listener numbers grow and i see the follower numbers grow and i just think it's so important for everybody to know like you don't need to know what you're doing when you're 18 years old and you leave high school or 17 i think it's 17 in canada but like it's just it's not like set in stone even if you go to college and you work in one field for 10 years and you say you know what I want to try something else no one is here to judge you for that and I think one of my favorite things about my dad was that he did a little bit of everything he drove trucks he was a nurse for 15 plus years um he worked for a delivery company once, and um, Bobby Orr called. Bobby Orr was like, okay, so my dad answers the phone and is like, hey, uh, thanks for calling, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, who am I, who can I help today? Guy goes, Bobby Orr. My dad's like, ha, very funny. Like, I'm Jack, Jack Nicholas. And Bobby Orr's on the other line, like, no, like, I'm Bobby Orr. And my dad's like heckling him, not really thinking it's Bobby freaking Orr on the other line. And Bobby goes, I need to speak to the owner. All right, so that's when my dad knew he was in hot water. But <laughs> I just think that it's so important to really go into something you're passionate about. And, like, yes, of course, making money is important because you need to live. But you also need to remember that you are more than just a number in the system and that your life should feel like it has meaning. And I feel like right now my life does have meaning because I get to, you know, come on here and spread a message to you guys. And people might like it, people might not, you know, like that's that's up to them. But 
before I continue, I did just want to take another quick break. So sorry for rambling. All right. (laughs) So again, I'm so sorry for rambling, but I just, I really wish people understood how, how frustrating it is to, you know, even be 24 and people be like, oh, like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I don't even know what I want for dinner tomorrow, let alone to do for the next 50 years. <laughs> um, but again, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. And like right now I'm sitting on my living room floor um, recording. Like I feel like <laughs> I'm just like talking to my couch. <laughs> and But I know like you guys listen to this stuff as you go about your day, whether you're driving, you're working out, you're, you're doing your life. Like you're going about your life. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen. So again... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Locked on Flames. And I will be back later this week, except I will be back home in Boston for a few days. So, yes. All right. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye.